Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. On this week's show, I'm talking to you about fear of failure, otherwise known as a fear of fucking up, and how to recognise what might be going on for you when you're in the grips of the fear of failure, and actually unpicking what it really means, what's really going on, as well as some ways in which you can deal with that fear of failure to move forward and ditch the perfectionist. So following on from last week's show, when I spoke to author Siobhan Curram, she had some amazing tools in which we can find ways of making friends with failure. But we were talking about what happens before the failure, i.e. what happens when you're so struck dumb with the idea that something may not work out that it completely stops you in your tracks at all this fear of failure is something that I see a lot in my clients it can lead to procrastination it can lead to damaged self-esteem it can lead to all kinds of things going on which really do stop motivation and stops you moving forward with the things that you might desire or even stops you thinking about the things that you really want to bring forward in your life because they just feel too out of reach. Now, I've been doing a bit of research into this because I'm totally fascinated by the subject and I've found that there is a real phobia, this fear of failure, and it is the actichophobia, actichophobia. And it's something that is a real significant psychological threat to motivation. You know, it stops us from even exceeding the motivation to succeed. I'm really interested in this because what goes on with this fear of failure is that there's a, an unconscious sabotaging of what success may look like for us, so much so that we don't even start with things. So I wanted to find out a bit more about this and doing a bit of research around what it actually comes up with that this atticophobia and we are all on the spectrum as we are with all things so if you have a fear of failure you will be on a spectrum of this actual phobia is that what it's really truly associated with is a fear of shame so I just want you for a moment to tune in with what feelings you might associate with failure. So what emotions might come up for you when you think about or feel into what failure means for you? You might bring up feelings of disappointment, of anger and frustration, of regret, of feeling sad. You might even bring up a memory. Your unconscious mind might take you to a time when there has been a failure. And then what's underneath that you know what sits underneath that is often shame and shame in itself is a real toxic emotion now I talk about emotional diversity all the time and that 
feelings are neither good nor bad, they are, just are. But when you come to something like shame, it can be psychologically toxic because it gets into the root of who we are as human beings. You know, it holds the puppet strings in terms of our ego and our identity and that affects self-esteem and our sense of worth and our emotional well-being. And shame is something that can constantly be triggered by something that may have an seemingly innocuous thing may have happened to us when we were younger or in the past. I know I have them where something will get triggered unconsciously in everyday life that will take us back to that feeling of shame when we were younger. So say, for example, I you know, I've talked before about having a shame around failing A-levels and that shame that I felt with my parents, there was a sense of disappointment. Whether they were disappointed or not isn't beside the point. It's how I felt in myself and my identity because my identity had been hung on to this person who was the one who was academically bright, who was going to go to university and I felt like I'd shamed myself for not studying hard enough or not being as present as I could have been with that you know and then it was you know I'm getting a memory now of even being even younger than that and feeling shame around being embarrassed by something that happened and again we build up these things in ourselves to be so much bigger than they actually are but then it affects our present and it affects our future because we have this constant spiking of what happens or it ties into this fear of failure fear of shame around the judgments and what we're taught are shameful from outside sources so what's going on when we're around us when we're growing up i.e what your family beliefs are what your community beliefs are what your peers tell you and what you're absorbing information and also society in itself you know you only have to look at advertising that sells you an idea of how you should be what you should think what you should feel what you should look like what you should eat and then there's a whole lot of shaming that goes on around that if you don't conform so it's interesting right that this fear of shame that leads to the fear of failure it can lead to being paradoxically sabotaging. So it leads to this behavior which might mitigate the failing. So for example, you know, I'm sure we can all of us think about when we've procrastinated on a deadline or my favorite, when I've got a deadline coming up, something I've got to, maybe I'm working on a, a talk or even when I was gonna write, do this podcast today, I can go down amazing rabbit holes of researching beautiful imagery or research, 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 rather than focus on what I need to be doing. Or say, you make yourself ridiculously busy. You know you've got a deadline coming up, but unconsciously you put in more into your diary, you fit in more things that you should be doing, you give yourself more work to do, and you become too busy to be able to do the thing that you you should be focusing on it might happen in a job interview where you're rather than researching the company that you're going to be uh, interviewing for you might focus more on what you might wear for example so what this does is that it gives us the excuse 
that we didn't have time to get it done or fully prepare. So that's why we failed. And the truth is, this fear of failure, this fear of shame, it stops us dead in our tracks. It will have us bag on ourselves. It will have us procrastinate. It will have us get down on ourselves and our ability. And it will make us play small. And like I said, with most of these things, we're on a spectrum. We're on a spectrum of this fear of phobia, this atticophobia. But here are some of the telltale signs that you may be suffering from a fear of failure. So, and I took these from um, an, an article on psychology today. So I'm just going to read out, these are the telltale signs. So you might worry about what other people think and what their judgments might be on you. You might worry about your ability to go for the kind of future you desire, or it will even stop you dreaming or wishing or scheming, the kind of I don't know comes in. I notice this a lot with clients as well because it just feels impossible that it could be out of your reach. You worry that people will lose interest in you or that people will find you out for not being smart or capable. Hello, imposter syndrome. You worry that you'll disappoint people whose opinion you value. You actually lower people's expectations before you've even started carrying out a project or task because you tell them not to expect too much or, you know, it's likely to go wrong before you've even done it. I've got a, a couple of friends who, whenever they give gifts out, will say, oh, you're probably not going to like it or it's a bit shit. And there's a thing that happens that if it doesn't work out, you can't even imagine what you would have done differently. So you can't even take the learnings from the failure. Or interestingly, is what happens to the mind-body connection. So you might get last-minute headaches or stomach aches or other physical symptoms which prevent you from completing preparation or the task ahead. And this was really true of a client of mine who was preparing to really had to meet a tight deadline. And in the weeks leading up to it, would have fainting fits and on the week itself of getting the work done suffered so badly from a migraine that they weren't able to do anything so this real self-sabotaging behavior has an effect on our body as well or like me you'll get distracted from non-urgent tasks which you prevent you from preparing and then the procrastination sets in and you effectively run out of time to do things so you can give yourself the excuse, well, I ran out of time, of course I failed. But those are all the telltale signs. I don't want to just talk about that today. I want to talk about things that we can do about it. So what can you do around this fear of failure and actually dealing with this fear of shame itself? So one of the things that I would always say is that if you really are suffering to a point where it's not allowing you to move forward and it's affecting your mental health and your self-esteem to a point that is really damaging, always go and seek professional help. Number one, always go and seek professional help. Own the fear, on a lesser scale, own the fear. Find someone that you can talk to in a really non-judgmental space. 
that can empathize with the irrationality of this fear because believe me you don't need somebody telling me telling you that you're stupid because you're finding and you're feeling this fear you know you are feeling it therefore it's real to you so find somebody who can empathize and get those thoughts out focus then on the move towards rather than the move away from and what I mean by this is when we're focusing on a fear of failure we're moving away at any cost from what might happen i.e what might go wrong when we do fuck things up we're moving away from it instead try and focus towards what you can move towards i.e creating a visualization for how things might look when they'll go right so there's a really good way of reframing this and quite often we'll go through the what if this fails what if this goes wrong what if I completely embarrass myself and I can never speak to anybody again reframe that into what if this goes right what if this were to work out what if I could celebrate my victories and wins and keep that with a reframe do things that are gonna bolster your self-worth because as I said before if this fear of failure is going to affect self-esteem what you need to do is do things that are gonna invigorate your self-worth that are gonna make you feel better about yourself so whatever that means to you you know one thing that I really do encourage people to do is do take note of every time somebody says something great to you we are so good at battering away the the great things that people say to us but just take a moment a pause when they come in accept them in as a gift write them down at the end of the day and bring them bring them in you know negative will buyers will have us pushing that shit away I will invite you to bring it in and whether it's something you've got to journal and go back to and even if you don't believe it just allow it to come in so do things about your self-worth and then take things which seem out of your control and have a look at how you might be able to get them into your control or reframe them so a lot of the time I will be working especially if I'm working with somebody on a business idea they might worry that they can't do it they because they don't have enough money or enough time what I would encourage you to do or a client in this in this instance is find and brainstorm creative ways in which you might raise money i.e you know I crowdfunded the practical magic activation deck I couldn't have afforded to do that out of my own pocket as much as I would have loved to. Find other ways in which you can do things. Go wild, go crazy in terms of all these wild wild and wacky ideas of something that you could do in order to take control of the things which seem out of your control. Ditch the perfectionist. I talk about this a lot, but done is better than perfect as the hackneyed saying goes. So this fear of failure will play straight into the hands of the perfectionist. If it's not going to be perfect, I'm not going to do it. Ditch it. Doesn't exist. Just get it done or just do a version of it. And then separate the story from the facts. So we tend to delete, distort or generalize failure into a bigger story about ourselves 
And then you drill this down and what that tends to come out is, is the old belief, I am not good enough. Separate the story from the facts, get specific. What is the belief that you've got about it potentially going wrong and what might be the underlying story of that? Drill down. There's seven whys. This is a really good one. So find out why you might have this belief and then why that might be and then keep going for seven whys to get to the bottom of it. Then what you can do is if there's the underlying story is reframe it into a more positive response. So that might be that I'm willing to see where this idea might take me and I can take risks and see this opportunity as an adventure that I'm going to learn something that I haven't tried before and this will boost me positively because I've never done it before I'm learning I'm stretching and who knows where this might take me and the people that I might meet going back into the reframing the what if this goes wrong to what if this goes right there we go I'm going to wrap this up thank you for listening it's a really interesting topic I'm going to be back next week I have got the most beautiful Pandora from Rooted London who's joining me to talk all about trusting your intuition we've got some interesting chats there about the difference between instinct and intuition and what's going on if we don't we we choose not to trust our gut and just to follow up as you know i have got the practical magic weekend retreat which is coming up on the 21st to the 24th of september i've got a few spaces left do go to my website katetaylor.co and have a look at practical magic weekend retreat and also some exciting news is that following on from the kickstarter campaign with the practical magic activation cards which is all about becoming your own life coach we now have the cards in stock so if you do want to get your hands on them and you do want your personal life coach in a box then you can head to practicalmagicliving.com and order yours directly there and i will be sending them out to you So until next week, brave hearts, have a good one and I will see you very soon.